What it do, world? You are now listening to another episode, episode 72 of Not Politically Correct. What's going down? We are without TS today. That loser is doing things with God, headass. Um, but he's here in Don't spirit. Think you should say God and headass in the same uh-huh. sentence. <laughs> that guy is doing shit with Yahweh and headass. Um, <laughs> worse. <laughs> you called a man by his name and then say headass. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so TS is uh, not here with us this morning. Um, shouts to him though. He's here in spirit. It's your boy, though, uh, Real McCoy, a.k.a. Mr. <laughs> what to do a.k.a. Young Splash Guy, a.k.a. No Cap Charlie, a.k.a. Smooth Job Johnny, a.k.a. Doped Up Danny, a.k.a. FBI Mike, a.k.a. Hallway Jones, because your bitch has a ringtone is likely to be me. Now, you can find me on Twitter at Real McCoy KPZ. You can search for me on Instagram, but you'll never find me uh, on, at Real McCoy KPZ. And you can definitely uh, hit me up at uh, on Snapchat at Real McCoy Rebel. Cody? Uh, it's Cody. And tis I am, I am thee. <laughs> I am what I am. At Cedric Cora and everything. Better now, better now, now, now. My achy, breaky heart. Just to understand. It's Russ, the bar man, a.k.a. Teddy Russ, a.k.a. Smooth Fingers, a.k.a. Kid Universal, a.k.a. School Wars Q, a.k.a. The Progenitor, a.k.a. Russ the Bus. Again, you can find me on the Taddeus of Snaps at Taddeus Snapchatius. It's hilarious still. <laughs> and then on IG at Candy Cupidity at C A N D I D underscore C U P I D I T Y. I That's what it's for. That's what it's made for. So, just so you guys know, you can actually find us on Facebook. Um, you can mention our Facebook, <clears throat> join our Facebook group. Not mention it. We're going to mention it. So you can join it at Not Politically Correct Podcast. You can like the page at NPC Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter. And I promise I've been more active. I even woke up with a tweet for you guys this morning. I didn't tweet it, but it's going to happen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not PC Podcast. How does that make sense? Uh, Schrodinger's us, tweet. <laughs> follow us at uh, Not PC Podcast on Twitter. Um, and don't forget, first of all, we, we do still want to shout out everybody that's surviving the world right now. That includes Corona. That includes police brutality. That includes just staying stable mentally. You know what I mean? Like that, all of that, yeah. all of that is really, uh, important in a time did, like, did you just say you want to shout out Corona and no, 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 police brutality? the people surviving it, the people who oh, surviving okay. those things, keeping uh, good mental health and all those things going, if you will. Uh, um, we want to shout y'all out, and the best way to get y'all shout out is to go to SoundCloud, <laughs> go to the podcast app if you have an Apple phone, like you should. Go to Spotify, go to Spreaker, go to Google Play, any of these things you can listen to things on. Go there, search "Not Politically Correct Podcast," and like us, review us, give, leave us comments, tell us how great we are, tell us how much bullshit we be on because we need all of those pieces to ignore them and keep doing what we've been doing. Okay? What? Spiggy, Spiggy, Spiggy. Spiggy sports. 
McCoy tweets, I'm a better man next day. Tell me what I need to prove that I'm going to keep doing me. <laughs> that's the McCoy uh, way, actually. The McCoy that's, way. that's very mean, matter of factly. Matter of factly. <laughs> All right, so. Doctor um, of TS told me that J Lo is trying to buy the New York Mets. What? Which my reply was. Isn't she married to Alex Rodriguez, who was a Yankee? And his response was, I don't know. I'll connect you with our sports guy, at Cody. Is it Alex Rodriguez <laughs> the Yankee? <laughs> I run New York. Dude, if if her husband has part of the Yankees, I don't know if he owns part of he's just a former player. And no, she, he was a former player and, like, one of the huge, like, parts of it. I don't know if she owned part or not, but. Yeah. Did she, like, sleep with most of the league? She did, actually. Wow. Most of the league, most of the rappers, she, she fucked them all. Look at that. That's a that's a quote from um, Money Talks. Shout out, Charlie Sheen. But that brings up a good point before because then of course TS was asking like if they got divorced, would they split the Mets in half and like Jayla would own the infield and Alex would own the outfield? <laughs> that, that, that's actually a good ass. <laughs> Fucking TS man. Shout out TS. <laughs> And speaking of sports and couples, um, Danica Patrick and Aaron Rodgers have split. Um, I don't care, but I thought it was sports worthy. Probably because she was bow-legged. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. She, uh, she definitely do. Um, wait a minute. I thought he was with Olivia Munn. Or that, was oh, that, that was years, years ago. ago? Yeah. And by years, you mean Cause, like Because Danica, probably because Danica and Aaron have been together since 2017. Oh wow! Okay, all right, cool, 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 cool. cool. I feel it. Remember when you used to know your years? I'm just kidding. No, I, no, I, I, you know what? Remember when I used to know my years? You're fucking right, Cody. You are fucking. Yeah, right. but no, it's it's celebrities and couples, and I don't care about that. But um, no, but date but is a date. Is of, a date. Look at that. Speaking of your boy, Drew Bledsoe, something about <laughs> tests positive and he's asymptomatic, whatever that word means. Here's Russell with words. What does asymptomatic mean? <laughs> <laughs> Really? <laughs> it means really. All right. Once I meet the NBA protocols, I look forward to joining my teammates in Orlando. Uh, back to you, Cody. Thanks. Wait, it means they have the infection but no symptoms. Wait. And yeah, they may not that's... develop them later. So that's anti-symptomatic. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wait. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. You said Drew Brees. Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe. Drew. Bledsoe. Drew uh... Okay. Rewind it. Listen back. Okay. You can All thank right. Me later. All right. You can this thank is, me now. This is what <laughs> this is what years of uh, being doped up does to you, actually. So there you go. There you go. Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> doped up, Daniel. Damn, Daniel, uh, look at that dope. And then, so they're they're the NBA for the uh, MVP race. They decided that they're going to take like pre quarantine stuff to be what holds as who's going to win the MVP. Which I think is makes sense, but silly. Just like the championship, it'll be an asterisk next to it, you know. But yep, yep. Um, our coach Budden Holzer for the Bucks um, said that Giannis has done more for more than enough to be named MVP for his second straight year. So, I mean, bias, yeah, but I don't see how he could be too run in my opinion. But there are yeah. you know contenders, but I still feel like, and when we had this conversation before. But obviously, the top two is Giannis and LeBron for this season. 
Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's definitely Giannis and LeBron. Um, Who do you guys think should win? You know, I, Middleton. I feel as though, you know, I was looking at just before this all started, how good the Lakers really were um, this mm-hmm. year as, compa- as compared to oh. the prior year. And well, yeah, I, last year they didn't. Right, didn't even make the playoffs. Roughly 20 wins, didn't even make the playoffs. That's crazy. But, yeah, they had to get time to accumulate yeah, like, and like, chemistry. They, they got AD now, and they got, you know, LeBron. So I know that the wins have increased due to the fact they have two really good superstars. But I think LeBron has really done his LeBron thing and kind of, like, driven that team. LeBron plays – LeBron is different to me than other players in the sense of a lot of players get called – a lot of the top stars and shit, they'll get called, like, ball hogs and shit like that. LeBron always seems like LeBron got called a ball hog. No, I'm saying he didn't. He he doesn't oh, okay. because he plays in a way that seems very conducive to the win mm-hmm. for the team. LeBron gonna get his shit. LeBron gonna be LeBron and get his shit off. But he also gonna throw. He gonna dish you the ball when he know it's your time to you know do your thug this or he gonna move around in a way that's like better for the team. You know what I'm saying? And and I always kind of really like that about LeBron. He's definitely um just a someone who's about the the greater good and that's how i try to be in life with my friends i am about the greater good for us so um i think lebron definitely could and just based on where lakers were before where they are this year and how i feel like lebron has led that i feel like he could definitely be a contender for mvp this year okay i I feel like it's hard because he's getting older and you know you kind of want to a lot of times at this point, you want to look at the younger boys and, you know, motherfuckers has been in the league less time than him. And that makes a lot of sense, but um, I think LeBron could could definitely take it again or get another one this year. So, I just think, you know, the whole passing of the torch thing is kind of um, not as significant these last couple of generations. Um uh, and I don't know, probably, you know, the coronavirus has something to do with my stance on the league currently. But, you know, it was such a, a clear thing from, like, um, Jordan to Kobe or um, Magic to who would be, I guess, the next person to step into that role. Um, Bird Michael. to Nowitzki type of thing. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Like... From Kobe to LeBron generation, and then Le- LeBron to, I guess this would be technically Giannis's um, yeah. generation. Because yeah. um, you had, like, you know, in, in, uh, in between there, from LeBron to Giannis, you had Westbrook, you had uh, what's old boy with the Curry. police mask? Um, uh, Harden, yeah, for sure. Harden. Harden. Um, Curry, you had that whole basically. Team almost. Um, yeah, KD. Um, KD. For the Warriors. Yeah. KD, right. Um, and so now looking in the league, um, besides Giannis, um, besides Giannis, I don't know, I keep calling him Giannis. I was gonna, I'm like really <laughs> cacking my head. Like, just, I thought he was being, I thought you were being funny at this point. <laughs> at first I did, and then he the said the second time. The first time, time <laughs> I was being ironic, yeah. But I'm, um, now he's but, being ironic. Ironic. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> from from Giannis on now, who who are we looking to to like 
as far as like the leaders of the new school. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Oh uh-huh, shit, I, Giannis. Um, what's dude that plays for the Heat right now? Jimmy Butler. I think mm-hmm. him. Um, the dude in um, people keep saying the dude in Philly, Ben Simmons, but I don't, I don't know ben about Ben Simmons. Dog. I don't know about dog. Uh, what's the, what's the other? He's dude? gotten better, but he still is not a good shooter. Damian Damian Lillard. I don't know when he came in, but I definitely see him as a current like. He, was he, it he 2013? I yeah, I'm gonna check that. So then he came in with Giannis. Yeah, so Damian uh, Damian Lillard definitely current day motherfucking uh, generation. Um, those three. Who else? I feel like it's a dude that plays for. Um, 2012, sir. I feel like there's a dude that plays for Indiana right now. Who am I thinking? Oh oh. Dark skin fella, <laughs> dark skins. Oh, that narrows it down in the NBA. <laughs> um, that, that's Aladipo. A, yep, yeah, right. him, 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 and then a, Michael and, Brogdon. Michael, uh, yep, him too. I was, yep. It's Malcolm. Too. I was teasing because you said Michael before. <laughs> <sighs> Why can't you just be a good sports, Cody? Yeah. Sorry. Good sports, Gene. Um, but <laughs> um, him and then uh, the other guy, Embiid. Not in bed, Joel Embiid. Joel, yeah, yeah. Those, movie. those are the guys. Those, <laughs> those are the people that I feel like they're definitely new, like new school. Oh, who's the the light Tatum, the guy who plays for uh, Boston? Jason Tatum. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So those are the, when I think of the, when I think of the current day, like the, the nigga that's running this shit right now for, for the last couple of years, is Giannis and those those like five six dudes. So yeah, for sure. Do you feel like they have the same prestige though, currently, as those other cats coming into the league? Lillard, I, th- I think. I think it's. I think Lillard and Giannis are the two. I don't. I feel like a lot of those other guys are s- newer, but still, those are the guys that I feel like they're going to be pointed to lead teams. I don't know if they're going to be the LeBron. Yeah. I put them. No, I put yeah, them- yeah. I, I feel like it's like these are all big names, but then you got like like uh, Joel or Ben Simmons stuff like that. Um, they're like I don't know. You give them a B rating. Yeah, yeah. they're still like big characters, but then like Giannis, Kawhi, Damian Lillard, like they're like the A, like the um, oh yeah, up in the Jordans or yeah. Um, yeah. Larry Birds or stuff like that. You know, I don't know why I forgot about Kawhi. Superstars. I don't know what it is. With he's me. a fun guy. I don't know what it is with me and Kawhi, <laughs> but like I've never, even though he's been a big and important talent for years now, I've never. Until last year, I've never cared about him. And I only cared uh, about him because... Two finals MVPs, I feel it. <laughs> wait, so how many... He was... Wait, how many final MVPs? What? Two. One with the Spurs, one with the Raptors. That's right, he was. With the, yeah, I don't, I don't know why I've never paid attention to Kawhi. Like, at all, until last year. Like, I knew he existed. He doesn't really have the, the personality to truly really stand out like that. Like, yeah, he, that's he probably has the opposite. Yeah, and I mean, the, the the players nowadays, you know, they a lot of them don't have like a real strong persona off the court. Like back in the day, um, with like Jordan coming up and, and Kobe, you had so many commercials with these cats up there as far as like who was the leader of the new school type of thing, and you have similar stuff with um, Giannis currently. Um, not so much as it was then, which is um, strange to me because I think the, the turn has or the, the, the times have pushed away from basketball mostly um, and we're promoting more um, NFL stuff now. 
um, even the um, the baseball league um, and hockey leagues don't have as much advertising as they did um, previously. It, it seems like there's really a, a focus away from a lot of the sports and more towards the NFL, which I can understand with a lot of the, the controversy that's been going on with the NFL and um, that being, I guess, America's kind of number one sport. Um, but it just it was just um, funny to me how um, you know all these people who are coming into the league who are um, kind of going to be the new leaders of the uh, of the league currently, but they don't just have that outstanding presence that I guess I'm used to in the, in the, in the NBA. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure, for sure. Yeah, I, I like I like I said that that it's so funny to me that I tell all those names didn't say Kawhi who helped lead a team to the finals last year and like Cody yeah. said has two finals MVP like I've never yeah I think I think what you're saying is very very true because I've never ever thought he was one of the top dudes until I'm like oh yeah that guy the guy from the Spurs who I did the shit with the, yeah oh yeah him 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 and then he beat Giannis and I'm like this fucker now I have to start paying attention to him because he's a viable challenge like god damn it so well, it's funny too because they call him the, the his nickname is the Claw or the K because Kawhi. Mm-hmm. But like, there was a picture of him on the court sitting next to Paul George, and their hand sizes like his hands are literally huge. And Phil Jackson, who coached both Jordan and Kobe, said like, obviously they both play the same. Kobe like learned what he knows from Michael stuff like that. But if he had to pick who would win, it'd probably be uh, Michael because he has bigger hands. That's the only reason. Right, right, so he can right. c- control the ball better. Right. Oh, man. Hmm. Damn, Kawhi. Damn it. Damn. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, Michael Jordan, there's a bad song called Michael Jordan uh, with Schoolboy Q and Kendrick Lamar. Oh, yeah, speaking of music, uh, <laughs> bip, bip, <bip> music. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. First of all, I just want to put this out there: Michael Jordan is is Kendrick's worst song. Of, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. And I just, it's weird because I don't hear much bad anything from Kendrick, even old Kendrick. He's going to say, I, is that his also his only bad song? <laughs> that, that's like, that's damn near his only bad. Kendrick don't, he don't miss. Like, he don't really, <laughs> he don't, Kendrick is damn near pristine when it comes to, music crafting but michael jordan is and motherfuckers and i have this this argument with people a lot and motherfuckers will tell me up and down that that is a good song no it is horrible Mm. it is really the thing too is we don't know what he has in the tank like music that he made that's backed up that he's not gonna release you know like that he could have like a lot of bad songs that's why they're not out so but he knows like (laughs) the selection of what to put out because it's actually good right man it's Yes, I think that's song. what contributes to a, a good artist too, though, knowing yeah. what to put out and what not to put out. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Leave that trash on the cutting room floor. Um, <laughs> but you know who's left probably a lot of shit on the cutting room floor um, over his uh, Frederick Tim- Gibson. Frederick Gibson, actually Frederick um, Jamal Tipton is his whole full name. I'm surprised I remembered that from Wikipedia last night. Um. <clears throat> <laughs> Also known as Freddie Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs, a little quick brief history of Freddie Gibbs. He's been in the rap. He's actually been in the rap game 
um, ten plus years, he apparently he's the Kawhi Leonard of the rap game. <laughs> he is de- definitely the Kawhi Who's this Leonard. Guy? <laughs> definitely the Kawhi Leonard. Uh, he was signed. I didn't even know this until I was doing a little research last night. He was briefly signed to Interscope around oh five oh six, um, and when that that fell through, when his Interscope deal fell through, um, ironically, he had built up enough. Uh, enough prestige whatever to become a 2010 freshman he was on one of he was on one of the covers that people regard as one of the best um that that cover also had j cole it also had Wiz khalifa it also had j rock it also had big sean um a lot of a lot of a lot of good a lot of good um you know uh, um mcs on that on that list that list also had oj the juice man but we're not gonna talk about that um <laughs> um oh Nipsey Hussle was on that list too. Yeah. So that was that was that was a crazy crazy year. Um but he um yeah, was. yeah, yeah, man. I'm starting to think about him like that. And um what's his name? Fa Sean, who I believe was signed to it was signed to Nas and uh Mass mm. Kill. Um Damn, it's a couple of I'm trying to think who else is on the twenty ten cover. I'm usually good with getting through these. Um, that's like seven people though, so seven, eight people, so y'all gotta So I'm sorry about the two niggas I forgot. <laughs> um <laughs> anywho. Um, so he was on on there, um, and he signed in twenty ten to CTE or Corporate Thugs Entertainment, which is young Jeezy's label. They and, should really rename that label. <laughs> uh, yeah, yes. Um you know who else got signed in there? YG. That's what YG comes in. YG's been signed. Oh, really? Yeah, YG was signed to CTE. I thought he was independent. Definitely. I don't know why I thought that. No, he he has his own label and shit now. But his first his first three oh, okay. albums, his first three albums was through CTE and, and Def Jam. So yeah, Jeezy put YG on too. Um, so you want the the full list or uh, I got it here? Yeah, go ahead. Give me the CTE. Yeah, yeah. Nipsey Hustle, OJ the Deuce Man, Wiz Khalifa, Hill, J Cole, Freddie Gibbs, J Rock. Is it Faceon? But I always call him Pusha. That's I have no idea. I, 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 you I thought he was like Faison. I'm like the guy from uh, Friday. <laughs> Big Worm and shit. Uh, like, Donis or Donis, however yep, yep. they pronounce that, it. That nigga. And, and Big Sean. So I only forgot um, Donis and... Uh, Pill? And Pill, because I thought Pill was, I thought I thought Pill was Big 09. Sean got, I thought Big Sean got signed to... Um, uh, oh wait, this, you're talking this about is this is the freshman class. Okay, my bad. Yeah. Never mind. I, thought I, you I, too, I too thought this was CTE at first, Cody. So don't feel bad. He was like, "You want the list of the CTE?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> right. running CTE. Like, why not?" These are all people. Wiz Khalifa was on there. <laughs> What's he <laughs> saying? That's all right. You, fun fact. Fun fact. Fun fact. Uh, Rick Ross originally asked Wiz Khalifa to sign to Maybach Music before like anybody, uh, and Wiz Khalifa. But said, then he ended up eating the contract. Uh, probably. <laughs> but then but Wiz Khalifa was like, "No, I want to do my own thing." And look at him now. I mean, you know, I'm so glad. I'm so glad he didn't sign yeah. to fucking Ross. Like that would have been like a almost like a um, Wayne Birdman thing. I feel like not even not even that because Ross, I think Ross does his art as what like Ross actually in terms. Yeah, but of, I'm just saying that the, the way that Wiz Cliff is making more money now and more profitable. Oh yeah, for sure, so for sure, doing for what sure, he for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, is it for sure? I, I um. <laughs> So Freddie Gibbs though we gonna we, we gonna stay on track today because I got a lot to say about this album. Um, Freddie Freddie Gibbs has dropped many 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 uh, mixtapes and um, out, not independent but street albums and um, for 
actual with what he would consider actual albums that are not like mixtape material, but he has a lot. I mean, like Freddie Gibbs is a motherfucker that drops at least like once a year, and and cool. off, and off, and often and often he'll double double down and do two things a year. So yeah. this nigga has had a very busy 2010s. Um, he at 2012 after 20. So his deal was with CTE slash Epic, and in 2012, after he f- felt like he was getting the runaround from Epic and Young Jeezy, um, he basically got his contract or whatever, and he does not like Young. He respects Young Jeezy, calls him a legend. He just had something when he was on the, the press run for this album, um, where he was saying that Young Jeezy is a legend, but musically he's irrelevant. He's had, had he's had a beef with Jeezy since that whole CTE thing did not work out. He's not like mm-hmm. Young Jeezy. And it is very, very, very uh, annoying because I know that Freddie Gibbs is, like, really good at this rap shit. So I'm just like, just let it go. Let it go. Anywho, so he's done a lot of collab albums. Uh, he, he has a group called Mad Gibbs with with uh, um, California artist Mad Lib, who's a uh, producer. Um, and uh, You're making these names up. And then <laughs> he... <laughs> and Like a Mad Lib? Yeah. <laughs> Verb, Mad Lib, yes. Um, poop, ping, <laughs> poop. Um, so they've done a couple. They've done like six, seven, six or seven projects. Um, in 2018, he did a project with Currency and the Alchemist on the boards called Fetty. Well, um, <clears throat> about a month, about six weeks ago. May 29th. About six weeks ago. May 29th. Six, seven weeks ago, damn near. He dropped um, Alfredo with Alchemist. Just him and Alchemist this time. Um, and it's a play, obviously, on uh, Alchemist's name and nice. Freddie's name. Yeah. Um, so this album, I'm just going to I'm gonna try to get into this because this is, I wrote a lot about this one. Uh, so. Buckle up. <laughs> First, you know what? You know what? You know what? Before I get into this today, I would like to give the floor to you guys, Cody and Russell, and I want to hear your thoughts on what's go- what is uh, how the album was because I know we were talking about it and you guys said you liked it a lot. So you guys, give me some 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 of your thoughts, Cody. Um. Well, I kind of dug it uh, a lot. I'll give it eight jeans or so, but <laughs> it seems to me like um, kind of like a bluesy rap album, and I there was a lot of rappers coming to my head that I was like, oh, this sounds like this person, this sounds like this, and I didn't want to kind of like say that I hear, especially because like if you say that to somebody, like, hey, listen to my music, oh, you sound like so and so, like I don't want to sound like so and so, I want to sound like me, right, but. With that being said, kind of schoolboy Q-ish vibe. I heard some like J Rock or Electronica, I think. Yeah, J oh, Electronica. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. But I'll just say those. There's a lot more, but I, it gave me like a rap bluesy um, vibe to it, which I liked a lot. I can definitely, I can definitely feel where you, where the tone, just in the sonics, the tone would would kind of take would take you there, and the song topic too. So like, I get that a lot. Russell? So, um, I kind of had the same feeling that um, Cody did. I was thinking like, yo, this is what 
the Jay Electronic City should have been, in my opinion, honestly. For sure. Um, not on a not on a rap level, but like just on a production level, I think it'd have been like to to Jay's benefit to have a similar production. Mm. Um, Cause I, I I dig the way Jay um, uh, raps, so that was that was nothing uh, against him. But I really really like this album um, all up until. Um, Rick Ross started rapping and I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I like the song, but then he got on and I'm like, what is he doing? This has no relevance to whatever he's talking about. And it just really like threw off the vibe. But after that, I was like, yo, I really, really messed with this album. Like I could, I could see myself like riding around and listening to Bump this. Um, especially since it's been like really nice and sunny outside. I'm like, oh yeah, this is a, this is a ride now right here. Yeah. Um, yep. And I was, uh, one of the tracks that really uh, caught my attention, I don't want to say the wrong name, so let me pull it up real quick. I respect uh, your attention to detail. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is, um, what's it called? I think it's called Baby Shit. Oh, yeah. We're going we gonna to definitely talk about that, John. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that one I like. Well, I like like just about this whole album, man. I don't think there was like really one track, but I'm like, eh. Yeah. Uh, maybe the last track I thought could could have hit a little harder because of how the whole project was. But overall, I thought it was super dope. I always, you know, mess with Tyler. That's that's my dude for some reason. I just always dig his his rhyme scheme and, and his cadence. Yeah. So that addition on that track, especially when he got to mention uh, Meek and those. I was like, oh, I like this. <laughs> it was definitely the yin and the yang. It's like, you gave us Ross, but thanks for making it up for us with Tyler. <laughs> right, right, for sure. So, yeah, man, um, definitely eight plus on this one. Nice, nice. I um, That's a lot of Bibles. That, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I'm going to just go in the way I usually break it down. Best production. Uh, to start, just to start, what I have to say about production. Um, as with most heavily lyrical rap songs slash bodies of work the production is stripped down and very minimal in scope okay it really relies on the same method which works really well for them um which is melodic sample of either like keys guitars or what seems like a warped uh tv sample or like a 70s record it seems, but they when they do it it seems like it's really warped and distorted to fit the sonic um see for example baby shit these uh, these all come together perfectly, yet does not come off as repetitive at all, which is an amazing feat and speaks to Alchemist's like ab- ability behind the boards. I now I did keep hearing songs with like just stripped down guitar and drums, and I was like, damn, is this not? Damn, is this not? But it was more. It wasn't because they sounded, you know, the same. It was because I was hearing guitar and drums. I was like shit. This did not just no 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 it did not be like no 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 the other one sounded different the other one really sounded different it was the methodology and yeah. how he was building the records, which is dope because it made everything fucking coherent. I wasn't expecting yeah. to. I don't listen to Freddie Gibbs, never had. Right. Oh, only thing I've heard, from, <laughs> only thing I've ever heard from Freddie Gibbs are features, features mm-hmm. for the last ten years, and it, this made me go back and look at the history and be like, this nigga been putting in work. The, the motherfucker's right. nice, bro, and I think he fits well with Alchemist. All these beats I love for a lot of different reasons, but my top three, my top favorite, are these three: Baby Shit, 
that guitar sample is so perfect, especially when it hits the high note every time. Uh, the drums are nothing new, but the boom bap loop is sonically appealing <laughs> as shit. <laughs> uh, in, in the, and in the back, there's also this really low and hidden, almost uh, ambient synth pad that, that kind of shows up at the end when he starts pulling away instruments and sounds. Just Alchemist did his thing with this joint, man. Um, God is perfect. God is perfect. This is probably the most modernized beat on this album. That's track two. It has a very yeah. eerie, like scary set of piano notes being looped uh, and layered on top of each other. Um, the, per- the percussions and drums, they sound very like analog in sound. They remind me of something that's not, it's not crisp. Like they got them from some classic vinyl or some, some sort of, mm-hmm. and somehow um, took them from there to tape and from tape to Pro Tools. Either way, whatever method that Alchemist used to get it, it's so dope. It, that type of like grimy sound works so well with, with like the tone in uh in uh Freddie Gibbs voice. Love that shit, bro. Like that that's essential hip hop, like. And then nineteen eighty five, the start the opening track. Yeah. Let me tell you yeah. about this this record. It's a J. Cole song. That, man, thirty-three years. Man, that's a five. We're supposed to get past twenty-five. Jokes oh, on you, motherfucker. Be alive. That wait, that song's called nineteen eighty-five. No, I thought it was called um, the Fall Off. No, because um, that was the last track on KOD. Because that's the year he was born. Oh, you, okay, okay. You right. You right. You right. I'm fucking up. You right. Um. So, nineteen eighty-five. This is the. This is perhaps, and I and I say this. Conviction. I say this with like truth and no, um, what's the word? Hyperbole. Like this. Hyperbole. Hi- <laughs> um, it's hyperbole. Go ahead. Is it? Okay. I was, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't. No, you're, you're yeah. I was okay. One well, Gene, don't do that to me because I really felt like, uh, <laughs> um, don't put me down to your shit. Goddamn. It's no. Hyper B O L E. So I'm like, hyperbole. <laughs> um, this is perhaps one of the top five. Yes, I said it. If not the best use of an, of of a electric guitar sample in hip hop that I've ever heard, period, ever. And I've heard a lot of hip hop, and I've heard a lot of electric guitars being sampled. But the way he uses it, and I know this has been done. Please see uh, Eminem show as an album. See what's your phone number um, by Tupac when they took um, the uh, Morris Day and uh, uh, Morris Day. Um, and the time, the time, yeah, they took that. Um, I forgot what the record was, but they took that and, and Pac sampled that in uh, uh, what's your phone number? And I'm sure Public Enemy. What's the name of the seven 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 ninety three eleven? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, I'm sure Public Enemy Records have had the fucking amount of sonic layering that they have. Um, and plenty Rick Rubin production and more. I know they have been done. They have used electric guitars. But something about the way, about, about letting it take the lead on this record, sits so well with my ears, man. The sample, it yet, uh, the simple yet smooth drums uh, reminds me of some type of lounge or jazz session, jet session, yeah. session uh, or something being like wrapped up, like at the end, you know, something being wrapped up at the end and the people just playing people out, like, you know, um, whatever the Alchemist was doing here is something I will never forget. This That's is, why you wanted to hear T.S.'s input on I this. I definitely, yeah, I definitely. He's Mr. I mean, you're Mr. Jazzy, but he's and, like, 
I wear a fedora and drink yeah, scotch exactly. and smoke cigars. <laughs> <laughs> fun fact: he got, suits. <laughs> fun fact: he got that for his first fedora from me. I was wearing fedoras first. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Just let 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 it be known to the people. Now nah, look at that. Um, <laughs> um, but no, I that I um, man, that particular song, nineteen eighty five. Like, I haven't heard a beat that like that goddamn. What's the word? Like, I I'm not gonna for. I'm, when I'm 50, 60 years old, there are moments in hip hop that I'm always going to remember. I'm going to always remember some shit from Pac. I'm always remember some, sh- like, shed so many tears and um, the horn in that song. I'm going to always remember grinding. Dun, dun, dun. There's certain beats and certain moments in rap you're always going to remember. I feel like I'm always going to remember this beat because I walk around and I hear this beat in my head days on end. That guitar is so fucking perfect i don't know where he sampled it from i don't know where it came from but fucking amazing so thank you for that alchemist best records best best records in terms of writing okay so the one thing about freddie gibbs uh is that he's a straightforward rapper okay there aren't many super duper metaphors or like brain teasing bars in the vein of an andre 3000 or kendrick lamar where they might say something you might be like damn this nigga's like like, they might say something that make you think it's, uh, he's talking about 30 different things, or he's really talking about the human psyche or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? It's not that. Mm-hmm. But instead, there's more, certainly more flows and different cadences than a lot of individual rappers have. Not saying necessarily Kendrick Lamar or Andre Thousand, but I'm saying, in general, the a rapper's repertoire of, like, how he can flow on a beat, uh, especially current day, a lot of rappers are low on the spectrum of things that they can do on a beat. Um, so what Freddie Freddie does is give us normal dope dealer stories that are straightforward over these stripped down beats that it is e- that are the beats are so stripped down and meld so well with his voice that it's easy to get into a for me into a mode where I can easily visualize and put myself in the stories, like a fly on the wall. Like, I see started talking about shit, and I'm like, damn, is Indiana really this damn? Shit, it's grimy like that out in Gary. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, so, I like, okay, perfect example. I was, like, riding, um, I was riding, I was downtown on, like, 13th Street. It's, like, a street that, not there, it's, like, 13 or 12. Um, about to get onto I-94, like, by, like, Marquette or whatever. I know you guys know where this is. Mm-hmm. Like right past, right past uh, Central Library, and I was coming, but I was not. I wasn't coming up Wisconsin. I was on the street that you pass Wisconsin, and then you go up, <clears throat> and it turns into I ninety four. Um, so, and I remember listening to this um, album as I'm driving, and he's talking about he's talking in one of the songs. I believe it's um. Skinny Shug, where he's talking about um, his friend's um, baby mama writing him out, and then he said, well, no matter what happens, look out, look out for my kid, and then seven days, she came up whacked. Like, and I don't, I just remember driving down the street and thinking, like, damn, I wonder what the street looked like where she was shot, and, like, where, how did he talk to his guy, or, like, was it, like, via the phone, and then I started having these visions of his, like, guy being on the phone in prison. Like, it was I don't know what it is about the the tone of how he tells stories and what it how it 
layered with Alchemist's production, but it was doing that for me on a lot of these tracks, man. And just good descriptive storytelling that pulls. Yeah, me. man. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um. So, so over these, uh, it, it's easy to it's easy to like visualize and be a fly on the wall. Everything on here is well written, but my top three songs, baby shit. Number one, I just love his flow in this song, and specifically mm-hmm. the line, uh, "Doja Cat, let me hear from the back, back." Like, but like <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. way the way he says it is like you know she be, you can see it from the back, back. Like, like you know when people say bike and they mean they back. Like it's just really yeah. it's it's funny because it just comes off really playful and easy. Like the way he raps, man. Like I, I fuck with it so much, dog. His his voice works really well with this production and why he's not saying too much content wise outside of I did what I had to do and now I have what I what I wanted. Uh he's delivering it to me it delivering it to us so well and it's not always what you say, but how you say it. Coming from the man Jay Z himself. Babies and fools. I love the introspective, uh, but still triumphant and like uh braggadocio like braggadocious like nature of this record and i love how he laces the sample into the end of every sixth bar to account for the seventh and eighth bar in relation to um giving someone one all of you um like i honestly just one of my favorite moments on this album and and um the nice feature from uh the griselda slash eddie records Artist Conway the Machine, for those of you who don't know about Griselda, you know, the, the Buffalo Boys, you know, West Side Gun, uh, Benny the Butcher, who's also on this album. Um, so Griselda, uh, Griselda had, uh, gave Conway the Machine a moment to get on here, and that and that was uh, one of my favorite verses that I've ever heard from that man, from Conway. Not to say Conway's bad, Conway's, you know, though, um, Griselda's really like street and grimy and really like, you know, they have that, that New York quality of like street hustler, um, rap, right? But I think this feature was one of the, my favorite moments from Conway so far. Um, so I loved it. I love that shit. Skinny Suge is another example of, uh, Gangsta Gibbs giving us a glimpse into his past, uh, trauma, but it is very much so straightforward and descriptive that I literally see what he is talking about. This is the same song I was just telling you guys about with the with um, his homie getting his uh, girl whacked because she sent him upstate. Um, I love hearing um, mentions of what he had to do and how I hurt him, but how it's also happening to those around him. So some of my favorite lines from, from this 10-track, uh, 37-minute project come from this song. And I like when he says, uh, like, I went back to the future with a rap almanac. Had powder on my table. The label's calling for the offer back. Here we on the line. <laughs> ain't got his bread. I can't call him back. Plus, I got to show the promoters ain't got the dough for that. These losses set me back. I'm literally selling dope to rap. How could a nigga cope with that? And then my, monk, my uncle died from an overdose. And the fucked up part about that is I know it's a plot. <clears throat> and the fucked up part about that is... I know it's a plot. The nigga that sold it. I don't know if that's actual. I I snatched these lyrics offline, but I think he, I think that party actually said something about he's a nigga that sold him that. Uh, but 
I put a pistol to my head. I was way too scared, drunk off emotions. I'm drinking and taking these drugs because I can't numb the pain with smoking. Like, did, did so straightforward. It's so straightforward. It's so straightforward, dude. Um, I love it. I, I, and, and, I, and I can tell you just in that part, he switched the flow up, especially when he's talking about the part where his uncle um, overdoses. I know he kind of like did, does a little really quick rapid fire joint in there. Like, <laughs> it's so vivid to me. I love that song. Overall, man, though, I can see why people like Freddie Gibbs. And I feel like outside of keeping up with the surface level features here and there, I've done myself a disservice by not listening to him before this. Uh, if everything else... Better late than never. Right. If everything else sounds like this, I'm a fan. Um, this album reminds me... It do? No, I'm saying um, the lyric I think you're talking about, um, he, he talks about... Um, that he supplied the yep. the nigga who who sold, sold him that, that. yeah, yeah. Like so the, yeah. so the way so yeah. the way something like that so somebody yeah. online got the lyrics where I just I strip I stripped these lyrics because I didn't feel like listening and writing everything out because I knew what I wanted to to say um so that lyrics online be bullshit <laughs> yeah so yeah. he talks he talking about <laughs> the fucked up part about it is I I know I'm the one that sold him the nigga that sold him that he basically that's what he said so the shit I said before. Fuck that line. Get that line here. The other the other lines are accurate, but I knew because of the vivid detail of how I was placing myself in the story, that line was wrong. That's how cold this motherfucker is. Um, this album reminds me of some of my favorite stuff in rap, man. And that's the gritty and grimy production and street tales in New York rappers. The, the consistent flow switches and beat nimbleness of a Midwest rapper and the vibe and bounce of a West Coast artist. All in all, the combo of Freddie and the Alchemist, and with this classically crafted stuff on here, it stands tall. I give this eight point five mics or eight not mics. I don't do mics. Megaphones, cause I'm loud. Ah! <laughs> eight, uh, I give this shit eight point five megaphones. And really, I really, truthfully, honestly, I teeter between giving this a goddamn nine. Which, which. So what's holding you back from that nine? There's not, and I don't even think it needs this. This could be a nine. This could. This is me. This is me being on the light inside because I don't want to give too much too much classical status without it being there. Because when I because when I drop a, a ten on y'all, I don't want niggas to question my my reason for dropping this ten too much. I, I want y'all to be like, okay, well, it's certified. And they're all opinions too, right? It's for sure, like, for sure, for know. sure, for no, for sure, but for sure. I don't want to say in ten. You said it's a nine, but why? Uh, I don't. I, I, I felt. Well, I, how, I, how many times have you listened to it? Me? Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, at least, at least ten, straight through. At least and you're 10. probably gonna keep listening to it. Yes, yes. I don't think you're gonna teeter on that eight point five. I think you should say nine. You think I should say it? <laughs> Cody, go got with me. your gut. Cody got me switching. Um, um. I don't. I think. I think for me, one thing about something being classic, we can. She can be a street classic. She can definitely be a street classic. One thing for me is this. If something's gonna be all the way ten, I feel like I feel like it should have some slight commercial appeal. I feel like there should be some records on here that's gonna make me, you know, what I'm saying at least give me, at least give me like one or two records where I want to be like, damn, ooh, I'm bouncing, you know what I'm saying? And I don't necessarily, <laughs> I don't even know, I don't, Russell, you know what I mean, right? Like, I don't even know. Yeah, and I think that's the difference between because um, we keep comparing them to like. 
um, Schoolboy Q. And I think that's the difference between him and Schoolboy, because Schoolboy gonna have some yeah. coins you can just yeah, yeah. bounce to. Like I yeah. said, I can, I can ride to this. To this, um, it's a nice, smooth riding yeah. type album, but it's not like a, a real, real thumper. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. Yep. It's not like a. Well, that's the other thing too. Is I, I, after four years, I'd think that I would know like exactly what McCoy looks at really well for music, but <laughs> he, I feel like, what he wants the most is something that he can ride to. Yeah. But he will still listen to something like intellectual, you know, and like that. Yeah. But I think he wants to, to like the perfect like variety, and I don't think anybody has like really given that within the last couple of years, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's usually focused in one area. Either it's gonna be like like a ride CD, it's gonna be like a whole <laughs> disc record, it's gonna yeah. be right. some conscious rap type stuff, or it's gonna be like just sure. that. Bumping type music. They don't really do McCoy, a lot of variety. What did you? What would you give? How many mega punts would you give for forty four? Okay, so honesty hour. I've only. <gasps> I've. <laughs> never I mind. I don't think. Wait, wait, wait. I don't think I've heard that album all the way through. I've never. I don't really? Think I've ever, yeah, I don't think I've ever listened to four forty four. If you, if you. It's not it. even that long. If we're being honest, um, I think I've I've heard a lot of the tracks off of it, but I don't think I've ever set with 444. Maybe I'll do that today at some point. I don't think I've ever set with 444 and been like, okay, let's go. 444, you finna get it? I've never, I've never put that in. hurt myself today. Um, I do like the, uh, the OJ, the OJ joint, the still nigga. That's that, I like that beat, but, um, no, I don't think I've ever listened to that. Maybe, maybe we'll come back to, maybe I'll listen to that this week and, and we'll do a brief five minute Recap of 444, um, on on our Twitter or our Facebook or something. But uh, you know, you know what, Cody, you put me, you put me to the test on them because I've never listened to it. Um, I just feel like, I mean, it's probably not what we're saying is like perfect for what you're looking for or taste or something like that. But it's like, I feel like Jay Z's got a good like mix of intellect and bounce on his music. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Jay, and that's. That's why Jay Z is Jay Z. I mean, if you listen to Jay Z, gonna rap, he gonna give your ass bars, but he's also gonna give you, he gonna also give you, gonna give you, give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff. No, no, no. He gonna he gonna he gonna link. Don't forget where I'm from. Yeah, he gonna give you that black album. That, dun, 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 dun. that shit gonna bang out in the in the club. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit's gonna it's going to rock. It's it's going to rock. No like, pun intended. Right. It's gonna. <laughs> but but Jay Z gonna he gonna rap. On your, he gonna he gonna rap too, like, and then he gonna give you some shit. There, there are shit that you can ride to that's not necessarily a club record. Like, I feel like Black Album has like a lot of that, like where it's like it's it's some bounce to it, like encore. Do you want more? But like, I'm gonna I'm gonna change throw, clothes. Like ch- exactly change cl- dude. Change clothes is one of my favorite records. Girl, I promise you, just me. You know what's crazy? You know what's crazy about that album? Oh, what's crazy about that is I actually spent the last two days listening to uh, NERD. So they're definitely, we're definitely going to get them when we just talk about them motherfuckers one day. But overall, Freddie Gibbs, <laughs> Alfredo, 8.5. Um, teeters, teeters on the 9, really, but I'm going I'm to stick with the 8.5 because when, 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 when something get that 9 or that 10, y'all going y'all gonna to feel that. And I'm going to have plenty of words for as, to, as to why. I'm going to go with the 8.5. There's still a 9.5. And it's like, all right, man. There's still a 9. <laughs> Damn, Cody. So, don't tell me. What do you get? My gut. That's my gut. <laughs> I'll tell my gut to suck my dick. 
damn, now you got me thinking, should I have given it a nine? Yeah, we gonna, I'm a, okay. Tune I'm in a, next week. <laughs> right, when I redo this album uh, with TS's input, looking at where I go to the nine, look. Um, I'm just gonna make you turn it into a seven. No I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna post the rating on uh, a, a little survey because I want to know what y'all think. If y'all listen to this Freddie Gibbs joint, what the fuck y'all think about it? You feel me? So definitely mm. check, definitely check for Twitter and Facebook in the next in the next hour or so because y'all finna get some opinions and some questions about this goddamn album. You feel me? But on that <laughs> note, it's time for Russell Brussel T. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Come <laughs> So the last couple of weeks we've been talking about um the whole Black Lives Matter thing. We've been talking about um men and women and um the different perspective roles we put people in and and just promoting some uh self help type things and um I guess rebuilding yourself and whatnot. And I wanted to pull away from that just a little bit because mm-hmm. um, I had uh, ran across this this uh, post online regarding um, the police. So uh, let's, let's talk about police for a minute. Um, we've been... Um, we talk about the police having, like, a duty to protect and serve. Like um, Phil Collins? <laughs> that's actually funny um but is is that truly the, the case i mean we have all these different instances of police brutality um brianna taylor's murderers are still have not been tried and sentenced um one of them's were, in florida right now right there's been um I think the, the number last I saw was 435 protesters for her cause have been arrested. Um, most of them have been released, but uh, 87 have still been charged with felonies just for protesting, um, which I find ridiculous. Um, in one week, I want to say at the end of June, close to July, there were nine instances of police brutality and excessive force that were recorded and submitted as cases against officers. And there's been nothing that has came about because of those cases. Um, Rashard Brooks just recently got mur- uh, got justice in his murder against the officer who killed him. And the officer is actually being charged with murder. Um, so it's like we have all these instances of, of things that are, are going on and we have the evidence to support those things. Uh, but these officers are still doing their job, they're being transferred to different precincts in different states and, and just being uprooted and, and transferred similar to priests in the Catholic Church, but they're not being really reprimanded for what they're doing and they still have their job. So I really ask the question, like, do we really have a force that's set on the protection and serving of its constituents? Hmm. Absolutely not. Um, uh, <laughs> cops aren't. <sighs> cops are. You know, I was perfect example of this. I, I can't remember the. I don't know who it was. That, there wasn't no name or anything to the video. I don't think the guy died. But there was a video posted yesterday of something that happened a day or two ago, and there was this guy in his car. He had dreads. Um, black man. Um, 
um, he got pulled over for expired tags, and then they were asking him and shit to get out the car and shit. And like one, it like it became like three officers. He was like, "All I have was expired tags. I'm not doing it. I'm not threatening it." And then the other the officer comes over. He has one door open on the on the passenger side, and um, the, he has the other um, the driver side door open. And then yeah, I thought so. He was posing with him. Yeah, like um, they they were. He was telling him the officer was hopping in front of him, telling him, "You have three seconds." He was like, "I'm gonna beat your ass in front of you. You're about to get abused or beat in for, on camera." He was like, "If you don't put the camera down and get out, step out of the car." And he was like, "I'm yeah. recording it. I've just been threatened by a lawful officer." And yeah. he's like, and he starts screaming. He's he's like he said to him, "Look at me. You are looking at a specimen in front of you." Like, to what? me, yes, to me, that is some, you, like, you need to be, I am a god, like, you are looking at a right. specimen in front, like, what the fuck type of statement is that, bro? Mm-hmm. What kind of men- mental, mental the, yeah, like, without you, the badge, you're still a human, human being, being, and you're supposed to help other human beings. Yeah, oh, he, said, he said, you are looking at a specimen in front of you, and I'm about to whoop your, like, like. The way it was coming off to him was um some I am godly, and you are, scum. right? I am godly, and you are scum. Like it was just really, really, you know. And I and I hate it because I'm getting, I feel like I'm getting numb to this type of stuff. But uh, yeah. they are not. It's yeah, it's sad because it happens on the daily on the news and stuff like that. We we see it all the time. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm like, you motherfuckers think we? And he and the guys have made a very valid statement. He said there are two other officers. I've been threatened twice, three. He, he threatened about three or four times on camera, and started screaming. He's like, you have three seconds before I like started screaming at him. And he's he like, six right. changes to three out there. Yeah, which isn't lawful because you can't tell somebody to get out the car. Um, if they've done it the wrong period, uh, for one, you, you, you need to have a warrant to search anything in the vehicle, and they literally don't have to answer any questions. Like, I, I don't have to get out the car. I don't have to get out the car. Um, and a lot of people don't know that. You don't have to get out the car. You don't have to ask us with any demand made on you by uh, the police officer because right. they haven't told you what you're guilty, if you're guilty of anything, yeah. if they're detaining you or anything of that nature. Right. So you, that, that was all... Uh, against yep. uh, his rights and pretty much against the law. And he, um, he mentioned, I just want to quick throw this in, he mentioned, two, I've been threatened on camera three times by a lawful officer while two other officers stand by and say nothing. Don't tell him to stop. He <laughs> makes it known that while everybody's whining about us talking about police um, are all bad, y'all two motherfuckers are aiding, debating this <laughs> shit going on instead of saying, yo, back up. He didn't do that. We should probably leave him alone. I just want to add, if there's probable cause, they can search your vehicle without a warrant. But, I mean, if he had just had um, registration that was expired or something, that's not probable cause. So he still shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that because they're not supposed to be able to search anything, with even with probable cause. So they still have to get... Um, well, it's like if they, if they smell, like, a lot of weed in your car... They don't need to go to the or to the police department to get a warrant and come back and then say, "Okay, now I can search your car." Like they could just do it. I'm gonna have to look that up because. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I didn't, I'm pretty I, sure that's still a violation of. Uh, I thought I thought they could search with, with probable cause, but 
like it's like smelling marijuana or whatever or or like if you that's were probable cause like but you know, then a lot of times like, like you can argue too like scent is like well you can't like yeah. Prove sent on paper, like exactly, you know, I like, like I, not smelling thing to say there is. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and that's where you get those are where you get those really like blurry like motherfuckers right. trying to set motherfuckers up type shit. But I thought they could search, probably like if you're on the road swerving and shit. I thought that they could be like, are are you intoxicated? Then they can make you out the car. So I think there's yeah. there's gray lines with the shit, but I think what we consistently see is motherfuckers doing nothing, and they know they're doing nothing, and they're just like, we're gonna search the car. Because of those gray lines, it could be like, I think I smell marijuana. And this is what you get back to. Police aren't there to protect and serve, and they need to do reform and or, I don't want to say get rid of motherfucking police. I know everybody's amped to be like, let's get rid of the police. Like, okay. Just get rid of the bad ones. <laughs> let's reform the system. What they should be allowed to do, the power that they have, should be completely changed. There are multiple um, current societies where police don't have guns, including uh, in England, I believe. So, the shit works. England, Sweden, yep. um, a couple places. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, that's, that's what I was going to get into. Uh, many other countries are abolishing this barbaric way uh, of policing and law enforcement, um, how their systems work, and they run a more humane treatment of their, of their citizens and are even reforming their prison systems to promote mental and behavioral health as a goal um, and working towards safer cities and healthier communities because that's what they, in their, um, in their eyes, feel is, is the duty of uh, someone who is in that, that position of power is to work towards cultivating a community and a people in general that have a healthier state of mind um, and develop uh, better behavioral habits. Um, from their law enforcement all the way down to their lay citizens or, or whatnot. Um, but the thing is, the thing is, why is this such a problem for our country, especially when we're supposed to be the moral authority in the world and we're supposed to be the police of the world, basically, as we self-titled ourselves? Why is this such a issue in our country when we're the most kind of diverse um, as far as our people are, are you know, we're, we're the melting pot? of the world, basically. Um, this still is a strong um, point of contention for us. Uh, we hold officers to the standard of protection and serving the communities, the country, and the people who undoubtedly pay their salaries. But is that the oath they agreed to uphold? Is that the official duty of the job? Right. right. Now, I look into the, the oath of honor that they take, um, which actually has a disclaimer that it may have some variance depending on the precinct and the location, which, in my opinion, is well, a little suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. exactly. So, like, you can choose to obey or not obey. This is up to you. <laughs> right, right. Um, so the, 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 the um, oath states uh, such, on my honor, I will never betray my integrity, my character, or the public trust. I will always have the courage to uphold myself and others accountable for our actions. I will always maintain the highest ethical standards and uphold the values of my community and the agency I serve. Unless I'm in Boston. <laughs> I mean, it seems pretty cut and dry, right? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Consistently keep having troubles with this system, a uh, simple concept of uh, public trust betrayal, integrity betrayal, 
and holding themselves and their fellow officers accountable for the ghastly actions, as well as maintaining ethical standards regarding the values of the community, uh, unless certain people are not considered part of this community. So I want to look at a few examples of this based on the post that I, um, I stumbled upon, um, which I think <laughs> gives a clear indication of who is actually being served and protected. Um, one of them was the decision regarding Warren versus the District of Columbia in 1981. Uh, now this is a little older than the other ones, but um, I, I guess you'll start to see kind of a pattern here. Um, there was a violent break-in. Um, these men broke in, uh, beat and raped three women for 14 hours. Um, there were two 9-11 calls um, that were basically ignored and the court systems deemed that the police were not at fault for not investigating these calls or coming to the aid of these women. Oh. 2005, um, Castle Rock, um, I think it's Castle Rock County versus Gonzalez. Um, uh, mother of, I want to say it was two or three children, I can't remember, um, had a restraining order against her ex who had restricted access to the kids because of his nature and his behavior. Um, to make a long story short, the ex kidnapped the children and the mother called and visited the police precinct at least four times and the officers refused to get involved or to investigate the case. The culprit actually showed up to the precinct and shot at the precinct and died in a shootout. The police later found the bodies of the children in his car, and the courts determined that the police were innocent and have no fault in this matter. It was further determined that it was not their job to prevent harm. What? What? Yeah. So what the it's fuck a, is their job? Right. We're going we gonna, we gonna to get to that. There's another uh, case. 2018, most recently, um, as far as these instances have, uh, have, have occurred, um, there's an active shooter case at <clears throat> the Major, uh, Marjorie, excuse me, Stoneman Douglas High School. So this is the county versus, or Broward County versus um, the students of that said high school. A federal judge dismissed the case after an officer failed to protect the children or engage with the shooter in any way. The police have been ruled not responsible for preventing harm and their only duty to protect the people in their custody. What in the fuck? There's a quote here that I, um, I discovered by Darren Hutchinson, uh, professor and associate uh, dean at University of Florida School of Law, that states, neither the Constitution nor the state law impose a general duty upon police officers or government officials to protect individual persons from harm even when they know the harm will occur. So I say again, whom do these people that we have in position of authoritative power protect and serve? What the fuck, man? I, th that is... Because I got depression. Right, like that shit is bunkers that they could even say that their job is not to prevent harm. Listen, man, if I ever call the police, which 
there's a very unlikely chance. I honestly don't feel like I would ever call the police to be protected. If I feel like I need protection, I actually call people that I'm going to call first are family, my brothers, like my cousins. I've never been in a situation where I was like, ooh, I'm scared I'm going to call the police. What? No. They're going to make things worse. <laughs> I'm not going to be protected right. by you folks. Like, I might end up going to jail because I'm high. I don't know what the fuck. No. No. I've never thought to call the police. And this is a disturbing piece of information you have given me because how dare you say your job is not to prevent harm. You don't even need to have a job if that's not what you're here for. It's literally says to protect and it's serve. To protect and serve. What the fuck are you? The funny thing is, the funny thing is, that's just an LA badge motto. It doesn't necessarily have anything to do with their statutes, with their even the the, the oath of honor that they take. It, well, it says that on almost every that. uniform and card that they have, right? Like, not because just LA. It was, because it was a, uh, it started in LA and it, it was adopted by all the precincts, but it's not necessarily what they uphold. Is what I'm saying. It was like a basically an it was an LA part of like their system or their stance and it just looked good on to other people like yeah we'll say we'll say yeah. we protect and serve but there's nothing I mean, well, they're like we didn't say who we're going to protect and serve right just exactly. ourselves like, <laughs> like uh, politicians getting you know getting on their platform to say when i'm doing this i'm gonna lower taxes da, 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 da. and then they get in office and they do lower taxes for businesses and things that are uh, convenient for them but not for the general public so it's 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 all in how how it's stated how it's actually i mean you got to look at the actions versus what is being said. And that's the main thing here is that the actions are not lining up with what you're saying you're supposed to be doing. The actions aren't lining up with the oath of honor that you take. If my doctor took an oath um, to not do harm or to, um, to prevent doing harm and he out here just randomly cutting people and things of that nature, you know, I would question his, his occupation, like, are you right. really a doctor? No? Right. Um, and I know for certain that they don't, that, that doctors do have that oath of um, not doing harm, um, preventing harm. That's that's the doctor's oath. Um, the thing about it is, you know, as far as everybody's talking about defunding the police and, and um, I see the argument for it, especially when you have lawyers who are coming forward letting people know that um, officers sometimes um, make arrests at the end of their shift just so they can get overtime and get extra salary processing people. Even if the the accusations are false, they still get paid for that time spent doing paperwork, doing the booking and everything, and they log everything to make sure that they get paid. That, to me, does not show a entity that is built on protecting and serving. It, it looks like they're just feeding themselves um wait i thought i thought cops were um salaried they get paid extra for overtime um practices so even if they're salary over their time they still get um whatever that yeah and that overtime can be quite um uh lucrative jesus fucking christ man (laughs) so the funny thing I was just going to say, even if you're thinking about it from a business standpoint, like, motherfucker, you got a good... I'm not saying you got a great job, because you're a cop. You're supposed to be doing... You're supposed to be protecting. I'm going to yeah. say you got a good-ass job, but damn, the pay... Benefits and whatnot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But, I mean, if you 
doing your job correctly as a cop, I mean, you hey, listen, I mean, you might not have a good ass job. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna do that. I ain't gonna do that and say that the job is easier. No shit. I, let me take that back. Yeah. I'm sorry about that, but Jesus. Yeah. But you get paid for the the work that you're supposed to be doing, yeah. and that's with most of those um, public servant jobs, as far as like firemen and and whatnot. Yeah. You usually get paid pretty pretty well to do the job that you do, especially if you're putting your life on the line. My thing is, if the entity that is supposed to be the law enforcement, but also is supposed to be a barrier between the people and those criminals, then I say we abolish this current police system and either look at what other countries are doing because it's working for them, the crime rate is down, um, the mortality rate is down as far as police brutality. Um, the, I mean, America is not going to give up its guns. It's just how America is. But there needs to be something in place, um, some type of behavioral mental health check or something, because it is apparent that the people we have supposedly protecting this country um, do not have it all. Uh, just from the, the video that you were talking about um, with the guy who was accosted by the, the police officer um, and actually told him on lot or you know, on the recorded feed that he was going to do bodily harm to him, yeah. which goes back to that oath of holding people uh, accountable for their actions and <clears throat> holding up those high ethical standards that if someone is threatening to do harm, that is no longer um, in the job description because that, that force was, was, was super excessive. There was no reason for that at all. Um, there's no reason to pull him out the car or to beat him, um, any of that, but that's something that we see on a daily basis, as, as Cody said, um, in the news and in different social media platforms, um, just anywhere that, that it can be broadcast. And honestly, my solution to this would be, uh, we don't need another entity policing the police. What we need is an actual law enforcement team that upholds these um, laws and, and, and standards so that we're not afraid of dying or being killed over something medium. I don't know. I, like, I definitely, I definitely agree that I don't necessarily... I, I haven't done the research on what police look like without um weapons um i don't know if that's better because because especially in a place in a place like america nick right. gonna have guns right. niggas gonna have guns so i think it might be best to keep the police to have guns but i think the system of policing as you like as you said it needs to be first of all police need to be held to a hired standard like <clears throat> the same way the same way you were talking about like are you you were questioning that like are you a doctor the same standard that we hold like like you know uh doctors to and psychologists and all that shit the way, the way you have to go to school for six to eight years to even begin to be one of those things that's how it should be for a police officer right and i think it should be a a daily mental check-in because um like if you get up and you are off and you know you check in with whatever whoever officer with, and they're like, "Yo, something right? You need to go home, or 
take this day off type of thing. I think there needs to be a check, a mental check every day uh, for all officers. Of course, it's probably not <laughs> realistic or feasible, but I do believe that there needs to be a sort of mental gatekeeper for these officers because of what they go through. Um, it's similar to the military in, in many places because um, it, wear, it really wears down on your, on your mental state and it can cause you to be erratic. It can cause you um, nervous and, and, and anxious. Um, and I don't think you need to be on duty, on active duty, if you're feeling that razzle um, because you are more likely to make uh, misinformed or a fatal decision. Final thoughts, um, just to kind of wrap this up. As I said before, um, my idea of changing the police or defunding the police, um, I think, you know, as far as other countries have it, it wasn't always a, um, a safe thing to trust in the, the law enforcement. Um, but they made strides to get it done. Um, I think as a country, we could do so if we can get everybody on board with being more safe as far as um, gun control and things of that nature. Uh, as we stand now, I don't think it's realistic because too many people are like, yo, no, I need, I need my guns. I'm going to keep my guns. The government going to take my guns type of thing. And that in itself really speaks to the atmosphere of the country currently, if you feel like you really need a gun um, because you just feel safer with it, that really speaks to how we as a people can be. Um, in that same light, I don't think like the police should be unarmed, but there are indeed levels to this, and those levels are not in place and they're not being reinforced um, until it comes to that point. Like I said, I think we're still heading for that super clash that Dave Chappelle mentioned of when um, too much is just too much and it becomes so much that we can no longer just let it ride. And I think we're, we're, we're suddenly getting closer and closer to that. I know that if this Breonna Taylor case thing does not uh, wrap up with the desired result that people have for it, that that may be the catalyst for even further demonstrations and rioting because the response is not been okay. We hear you. Um, let's see what we can do. <clears throat> see what we can do about the system. It's been okay. Well, we gave you this, black people, so y'all should be happy. Right. And <clears throat> that isn't the proper response you want for people who are or who have been bred to be bigger, stronger, and faster <laughs> than than you. So uh, my hope is that. We do come to some understanding. Uh, my fear is that that understanding will come after blood has been shed. So people just be, be careful, man. <laughs> just 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 look after your your people and try your best to I don't even know anymore because it's it's not even a simple thing of just staying home and being safe at home because you're not even safe at home. Yeah, 
So, Purple Story of the Week. I think I think you just covered it, bud. <laughs> All right. I had a couple stories. All right, then. Um, well, I guess for me, for me, the fucked up story of the week is the fact that motherfuckers are, I guess this is a sports story, really, but the fact that motherfuckers are on James Harden's ass on his <laughs> goddamn mask, man. Why? Uh, okay. Police lover. Okay. L- uh, listen, man. Listen, listen, listen. I get, I get, I get that everything is symbolic. You know, we 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 talk to white people all the time about shit you shouldn't be doing because it hurts. I feel it. I feel it. But James Harden has uh, been the guy who has donated money to the cause. Um, right. So why is he wearing that thing? Because he thought. First of all, mm-hmm. listen, listen, listen. Mm, I think he thought. I don't think he thought it. it, it. <laughs> I don't think he thought at all. Um, but listen, okay, Cody. Listen, man. You, <laughs> you, I. That soldier boy. No. You, I, you, I, <laughs> Russell. T.S. We are four of the smartest, most intelligent. What the what the cops say? Specimens. Head ass. We are <laughs> we are uh four of the most intelligent people that I know. We joke about being, you know, you have one gene, but we know it's, it's all it's all in fun and games because compared to the rest of the world, listen, you're a brilliant, sir. Um, I just taught you what hyperbole means. Yeah. <laughs> it's hyperbole, the color. Um, I think, I think. Low lavender. We know, we know, we know that even we, even we forget, the, or for, not even forget even we don't know Slip everything up. that is attached to something. Do you know that the swastika... Okay, so I know that the swastika is actually another... There's a, there's it, a lot of different tribes in India. And right, right, it, and exactly. Yeah. So it's actually, it can be a positive symbol when flipped, whatever the fuck. Not a lot mm-hmm. of people know that. And not that... Even smart people, even intelligent people, not a lot of intelligent people know. That's not common knowledge for a lot mm-hmm. of people in in America and even world you see that sim you see that and you are right away Nazi which makes sense which makes sense what I'm right. I say I say this to say this with everything going on right now I saw that mask and I thought the mask looked cool like oh shit it's kind of kind of dope I Read the headline and was like, "Wait, wait, wait! What the, this? This James? I didn't even know who was behind him. I said, "Oh, this James Harden." I was like, "Oh, what the fuck? They on his at? Oh, you knew by those eyes. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> was that Kawhi? Right, right, exactly. Special guest Kawhi Leonard's here. <laughs> um, all I'm saying is this. All I'm saying is this, man. It's fucked up that the motherfucker can't. He, he has a beard, a huge beard. We know this, and he's coming out into the world to be in that bubble." With the rest of the NBA players. The world is in a time right now where motherfuckers is trying to make sure that they don't get sick and they don't catch this shit. So he found something that looks looked big enough, got his hands on it, and pause, 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 and wore it. It's porous, though. Like, you can okay, breathe but through dude, it, listen, have germs come in and out. Listen, so. oh my God. It doesn't make Codeth. sense. <laughs> Codeth, Codeth. Codeth records the 30th. And no, okay. I don't work for the CDC, and I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know. I'm just putting shit on my face when I go outside. I wear my bandana, which is because I love wearing my bandana, especially on my face, and I always have, but you, as, 
a motherfucker in America that's black, you can't really go outside doing that normally. But now it's giving me the excuse to wear my bandana everywhere, and I love it. I don't know how much it's protecting me. My girlfriend yeah. says, my my girlfriend's, did you say it's not? Yeah. Okay, well, listen. My girlfriend <laughs> said that you need to get the, the right type of shit, and she's like, you can wear your bandana, but honey, it's not, you know, whoop-de-woo. Right. Okay, well, what the fuck do you want from me? I'm just like James Harden. I didn't know, I didn't, really, she said it, and I blew her off, and I now, because you have said it, I'm like, damn, that's two people. That's two goddamn people. Cody, uh, uh, Russell, did you disagree with him? Yes, I did. Ah, fuck, that's three. So only, we have, so that means, you know, like there, there's those disposable ones too, which can get expensive too, but we have like these cloth ones that it's like not as effective as like surgical ones or medical, you know, but like there's a little pocket in there that you can put like a coffee filter or like piece of foam and stuff and then take that out, throw it in the washing machine and use it again. I'm just so... This is exactly what I'm saying. We can't be mad that he put on a porous mask. He thought it was He thought it was something with cover his... I thought until right now, today, July... July motherfucking uh, 18th at 11.31 Central Standard Time, I thought that my bandana was working. Now I gotta get my whole shit together. Well, I have a really good uh, George Floyd I Can't Breathe mask with his face on it that's... um That I know is one that's... That's gonna work. Anywho, so what I'm what I'm saying, Cody, is I get it. It means pro, pro, police blue lives matter, whatever the fuck. <clears throat> Everybody didn't know that James Harden is allowed to be a human being, even if he's a. Did million. you know that last week he wore a mask that said FBT? Who's BT? Brianna Taylor. That's fuck? also a fake story. Yeah, oh, okay, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Cody, you confused me two times right now, man. You got to stop. You got can't do this stop to me. Hustin' rickets. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just think it's, fu- I think it's fucked up. We're the Houston racist. That's right. what it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, that's, the fuck the, that's one of the fucked up stories of the week for me. The other fucked up story of the week for me, real quick, I'm not, I don't want to dwell on this too much because it really hurts my feelings from so many different angles, is the shit that happened with Nick Cannon. Um, what did happen? Yeah. Break it down, because I just saw the headline scroll right past okay, so I know so something happened. <laughs> real quick, real, real brief, real brief. And, I don't, and I'm very much par- paraphrasing um, because I don't... I didn't watch the whole thing. Basically, he has this YouTube um, series called Cannon's Classroom, um, where they discuss, you know, a lot of different things from an intellectual standpoint or whatever. Um, and he had a guest on, and they were t- just talking about the history of um, true Hebrews and um, Israelites and things of that nature. Um, all in all, boiled down, he started giving the history of, which there is a lot of truth to the history. There's a lot of truth to the history. He started giving the history of, like, the history of, of, the real Israelites and and how that's been you know kind of originally they were black people and shit like that and um he gets into this area where a part of it because I didn't see the whole thing where he gets into a lot of the what they call anti-Semitic um rhetoric of what they're saying it was saying it was but I haven't heard that part he did get into a part where he talked about the lack of melanin um which is too too many clips I saw and basically said uh that if that shit is true, um, the history, which I, a lot of it is, he called 
um, and this is the part where I was like, it gets really, for me, it gets really touchy. Um, white people more of the true savages and primitive and shit like that. Like, he basically called them animalistic and savages. Um, uh, based on history and, and from a, a genealogical standpoint, I think if, we, if, that's, if I can use that word, um, which I'm all for black people standing up and telling the truth. And there's truth in all of this stuff. I just, the, the one, the one thing, the one, one thing out of that is I didn't like the verbiage of animalistic and, 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 um, um, savages. Because as a black man, there, there, there are a couple of things, racism in general really b boils my blood. But let me tell you, there, there are three points of racism that really makes me want to fight and or kill a motherfucker. White people telling me how I should feel is at the top of that list. White people telling me how I should feel at the top of that list. Um, oppression and shit that happens that fucks with my ability to be on the even playing field in the, in the workplace and shit like that. Like, motherfuckers looking at me like I ain't that nigga because I'm black and I'm better at doing my job. That shit burns me up. And when white people treat and or call um, people of color, and particularly black people, animals. When well, just clear it up. All humans are animals. I mean, well, you serious, know, but, you know. But if I you're mean. gonna say like, I, you're an animal and I'm not, like, right. that's when you're exactly. like, oh. I'm very, I'm very aware that we all are in the same. Um, bi biologically, we're all uh, one gene pool. We're all <laughs> in the same. You know, the animal kingdom head ass. No, I get that, but I don't like being. <laughs> I don't like being compared to dogs and monkeys and apes. And that that being called that or savage or primitive makes me want to fight people. There, there are a couple different things that you can do that you can bring up when it comes to racism. Certain shit don't don't hit home like the use of the N word. Nick, Nick saying niggas and shit like that don't really stay, that don't really fuck with me as much as because I'm a word nigga and I know how to give certain words power and you know all that type of shit. So niggas saying nigga like don't fuck with me that bad. But those three things I just stated for you are the worst for me. And so when he said that about them and anybody who knows me, I'm very anti-racism on any part from any race. Mm -hmm. When he said that, I didn't start hating it, Cannon. I didn't start protesting. I'm sad that Wildin' Out got canceled or whatever the fuck going on with that. Give that, oh, give, me that give me that show back. Because they said he was saying anti-Semitic yeah, shit. He, he got, got fired. He got fired. He got he really got fired from his own show. Oh wait, Kevin Hart yeah. produces it, right? So maybe. Um, Kevin I don't. Doesn't like he Nick. still he still owns the rights to the show, so he can take it other places. But they, I, I, I believe, it's but, not going to be aired on. Was it MTV? Yeah, Vi Viacom. I'm not sure because. Because a lot of the things that they were saying is that uh, con uh, contractually that the show is not his, um, mm -hmm. that he got screwed in the contract somehow. So I think that's still up in the air. They're still kind of going over that, uh, like lawyers and, and things of that nature. Um, but I know he has plenty of support from other um, black-owned yeah. um, TV stations and, pro and, and producers to bring it to their network, which... I'm not against the who it is. But, he yeah. said he said Diddy definitely said you can bring it up. He said basically yeah. bring it to revolt and well you know we'll get get you know get down. Yeah. I, I support yeah. I support Nick Cannon, everything he's done, how he stood up for black people, and not just now, but in the past. Even though I don't fuck with him in this whole Eminem beef, I'm de he definitely still lost that. We definitely not gonna turn up and start. I already forgot about that. No 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 but I don't like 50, oh, no, 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 50 Cent has been using this. 50 Cent has been using and 50 Cent is loyal to M. He's but he's been using this as a moment. And Eminem ain't saying shit about it, so just shut up, Fit. He's been using this as a moment to clown the cannon, and I'm not for that. 
I'm not for right. that. I just dislike the fact that the only thing about this from Nick Cannon that I dislike is the is the verbiage of animals and savages to wipe. That's that's it. Niggas have done barbaric things, but I don't think mm-hmm. genetically you can say white people are more animalistic or primitive at current day. You can't say that I don't, I can't rock with that. And a part, the reason being is because you got to be careful when you start talking about what's in our genes. Because the moment you do that, you're doing the same thing that a lot of pseudoscience and white people have done to us in the past to compare genes. us to animals. I was going to say, it's like an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. Just to combat, like, whites against black with blacks against whites doesn't make anything better. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of using that verbiage when it comes to the, Now, I'm all about motherfuckers getting their ass whooped when it comes to oppression and shit. Like, the system in place is at, white people are at fault. I have to say this because I feel like people don't be hearing me and they think that I'm like, Cracker ass kissing, like, I, like they, tr- like they trying to make it seem like I just love. I love people, and some of my best friends are white people, and I have a daughter who is half white. And so, what do I tell her? Half of you primitive. No, I'm <laughs> I not love going, you. Right, I'm not going for. I'm not going for none of that. And nobody's ever going to convince me otherwise. Everybody can suck my dick if you think you're gonna like make me be anti-white. But, but the shit we going through is the fault of white people. That's where there the issue is, and those motherfuckers need to stand up. And do the right thing, and if, even if we gotta beat their heads in the fucking storm, the, the fucking White House, right. it's on them to do the right thing to fix the shit before we tear the shit down. That being said, though, I'm not okay with comparing any race, whether it's white, black, uh, Asian, socially defined race, because we aren't. There's no such thing really different races scientifically, but I'm not okay with comparing any human being, almost modern day human Homo sapien, to animals. You can't dehumanize somebody because once you do that and you, st- and you start saying a genetic thing, you start saying, well, it's in the genes that is like this. You can, that, can, that can lead back to white people saying, well, we have these genes which make us greater. Or we, you know what I'm saying? It can, it can lead back to motherfuckers saying that we have bad genes that makes us more susceptible to um, um, a disease or some shit. And we, that's why we got to stay over here and stay over there. Like, the moment you start saying shit is in the genes, you open up a door for motherfuckers to start feeding us pseudoscience and medicine and chemicals that nobody should have. Two hours later. Oh, baby, I'm an animal in bed. (laughs) (laughs) That is the only time. Um, But so that, 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 but that caused all that shit. um, And more, less, less, a little bit less than that. It was the more, the anti-Semitic shit uh, where he said black people are the original Jews or whatever. People got so, so heated about that. And they started trying to, the the networks and the quote unquote white people started trying to cancel Nick Cannon, and then Nick Cannon a day later he just came out and said apologize not even on no ass kissing shit. This is what be killing me about us, bro. He didn't even say it on no ass kissing shit. He just he just said I wasn't trying to, you know, offend the whole community. He was like I was just trying to have open dialogue with the woo, and then some of us. That sounds like the first celebrity honest apology. Yeah, bro. That I've heard if not ever. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been a long time because usually it's like what I said was wrong. I didn't mean. I apologize. I shouldn't have. It's like and you know that's BS. And their writer like told them to say that, but right, he was yep. actually like, yep. you know, I didn't mean to offend you. I'm just having a conversation. Like blah blah. Right, that's, right. I respect him a lot for that. Me too. And then the black Twitter and you know the other a lot of niggas started hopping on his ass like nigga, you apologize. You start with the woo. 
to the point where Nick Cannon basically said, I'm done with this world. Y'all can have it. Bye. Uh, I'm, I take that uh, respect for him and I double it. <laughs> um, which got, uh, has us believing we haven't heard from him and then we're not, now everybody's wondering if he do any suicidal yeah. shit. Like, I was going to say, I, I nah, say hey. he's not suicidal. Um, just, just judging from the, the last um, 10 or 12 uh, interviews and things of, of that nature, um, Nick has not been suicidal ever as far as I've known him. Um, especially with him dealing with, I believe, as lupus, right? Yep, yep, yep. Um, what? He is very in tune with, with mm-hmm. death and life, and um, he really focuses on what's important. And he's like, yo, I'm not going to argue with you niggas. Like, I'm rich, pretty much. And <laughs> I I, stake, I have stakes in, like, in land and things that are um, non-perishable as far as wealth goes. So I'm not worried about my livelihood as far as this show the, the, the thing he, he is most upset about as far as the show goes is that not only are they taking something that um, is really conducive to the, to like black culture, honestly, because yeah, sure. it really shows how we interact with each other and yeah. how, how familiar we can be with people. And it also um, affects the people who he has working under him. He has the same mentality towards people he works with as Kevin Hart does. And so it's their livelihood that he's, more concerned about because he knows they don't have the same things in place that he does. Right. Um, so he goes on these, these talk shows and things of that nature and he, he just spits what he learned, spits what he knows. And they always find a problem with him because he's so free. Like, like you, you can take all this stuff to me, for me, but yeah, yeah. But it's like, you can take all this stuff from me and it's, it's, it's meaningless. It's, it's material stuff. You can't take what I own because I have done my due diligence to make sure that I forever own that and I can pass it down to my children and their children and things of that nature. So I'm not worried about anything you try and take from me. The thing about it is he is um, really outraged at the the response from, of course, Black Twitter, uh, the response from people he considered to be close to him as far as the people he worked with who are over him, because that's how he does business. He does business with people that he ultimately trust. And so for them to kind of spit in his face is like a real blow to him because he's like, yo, I don't just deal with just anybody. So for y'all to take this chance against me, I'm good. I'm good on everything. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And it, and again, it set so hard, harsh with me because of how, you know, y'all are, y'all are my best friends. Y'all know how I get down with race, how, you know, and mm-hmm. but the fact that I have a biracial daughter in the world. So... Mm-hmm. So it it sits really, I really walk a thin line because I have you know black friends and, and family who are just really like upset with white. Which I mean, it, at this current point in time, who's not upset with the motherfuckers? I love them, but you know, there's a lot of I shit. Mean, right, <laughs> y'all make me mad sometimes. Like uh, right. <laughs> Cody, Cody, you're my, you're my you're my favorite. That's look at that. You're one of the good ones, head ass. Um. But no, um, so I get I get the anger behind, mm-hmm. you know, and where we are. Don't get me wrong, but black men in America, stop that. But but yeah. there are just a few a few points where when we dial it up and we trying to get past certain stuff, I just don't want us to get into a loop of yeah. you know, of some negativity when it comes to that type of shit. So though though Nick Cannon, I like him more than I ever have right now today because of him saying what he had to say, being truthful about it, because what he's saying, there's some truth in it. 
it is the verbiage that was used is the only woman I was like, oh shit, he said what? That was the only thing. That was the only the only issue I had is uh, calling another race um, primitive savages or, or animalistic because I know how it makes me feel within my heart that burns me up. They have done ancient Europeans have done some barbaric shit. Um, in terms of the conquering and the things of that nature, they've done some barbaric shit. But I think all of that shit was at the heart of it. It's about survival. And if you know you can fucking, you know, do what you got to do. So, I mean, that's in some innate human shit. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how they successfully did it to the entire world. That is the question. But neither here nor there. Just at this point, I just want this shit to be fixed. But, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I can't get with that verbiage. Everything else, though, I honestly stand behind Nick Cannon 100%. I honestly hope that everything works out for this man. I honestly, going forward, will be very mindful to the things that he has going on and will try to support because he didn't say, um, he didn't come out and try to bash people. You know what I'm saying? He didn't come out and try to cause harm or hurt people. Right. It was not, this was not his, it wasn't, he wasn't on some, um, what's dude who run the Ku Klux Klan, David Dukes or whatever, he went on some shit. Like Donald Trump. Right, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) He wasn't on some shit like that. I think he had guessed. I don't think he ran. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> honorary. Was that on what though? Honorary. Remember, he got an honorary degree from the Ku Klux Klan and shit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I just honorary uh, dungaree. <laughs> honorary dungarees. Um, Did you make a red dunce cap for him? <laughs> right on what? That's his. That's his toupee. It is there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's KKKK. Right. Tell me when they go. I know a lot of words. So many words. Oh man. Um. Yeah. So that's those are the fucked up story of the, stories of the week for me, man. Fun fact. Did you know that people put rocks in their um, bathroom sinks as a feng shui technique? Yeah. Yeah. I totally oh. saw a picture of this on Facebook, and that was my quick go-to. Um, unless you guys have want to pause and find a. Fun fact, I don't And that has been episode 72 of Not Politically Correct. We did it again. We did it again. Shout out uh, TS. I've learned that the the, the more experience we become with this shit, the less and less we rib each other when people are gone. We actually love each other at this point. So (laughs) it's your boy Rim McCoy, aka Mr. What It Do, aka Young Splash God. You can find me on Twitter at Rim McCoy KPZ. Cody. Cody. CD record and everything. Huzzah. Cody's just a bunch of sounds. <laughs> Cody, aka Anomatopoeia. Oh, yeah, we're saying that now. AKA Interjection Ian. Alright. No AKA. Interjection Ian. Alright. Shout out Schoolhouse Iraq. AKA. No AKA. Alright. Um... AKA. No AKA Nicholas. <laughs> and you keep giving yourself. Right, exactly. You got six new ones right now. Some no AKA that you keep giving. AKA right, I'm done. <laughs> Russ the man. AKA Teddy Russ, Blue Fingers, Kid Universal, Forest Team, the Progenitor, Russ the Bus. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
That is Snapchat is Candy Cupidity. C N D I D underscore C P I D I T Y. I D I. Sorry, coffee kicked me. I D I T I T. Jesus Christ, this has been this has been a really good one. Um, don't forget you can find us on Snapchat or not Snapchat. We're not on there. You can find us on uh, Facebook at uh, Not Politically Correct Podcast. At uh, like the page at NPC Podcast. Find us on Twitter at Not PC Podcast. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud, the podcast app, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, or anything that you can listen to sounds on. Find us there, man, and listen to us. And on that note, gang. <laughs>